Hello and welcome back to the Ecotech Podcast. As always, I'm your host, the inexplicable process by which Wakanda decides its monarchs, Jay. And during us always is my co-host, the bastard children they leave behind in America, Z. How are we doing today, Z? Uh, pretty good. That's a bad. We both came out of vacations. We did. My vacation was a little bit longer, but we both right. had vacations all the same. We're, we're, we're refreshed. We're, this, this should be the peak form. We've had nothing but rest before this show. You say that, but my teeth are fucking killing me, my man. Yeah. Well, my teeth are fine, so. We're... My teeth are fine. So Fuck off. We, we I'm cutting that out. All right. <laughs> so, we watched What If and yeah. Last Episode of the Bad Batch. Let's talk about What If, because that's new. It's like totally new. Okay. So, this first episode, and I said this to you when uh, we were watching it, you know, I think it kind of worked really well as a first episode because... It actually, among, I think, uh, some of these co- upcoming episodes, it's actually probably going to end up being one of the least sort of significant changes. Because, honestly, nothing against it. I was, I should say, I, I did enjoy it and all, and I, I thought they did good stuff. But it, it seemed to have not too much appreciable effect on the plot that it was Captain Carter, right? Instead of, like, Steve Rogers' Captain America. Yeah. It kind of had the same beats with yeah. slight changes. The episode was pretty much just Captain America the First Avenger. But Captain Carter the First Avenger. Yeah, it really was. Again, not to take anything away from it. Like I said, I think that it was a good choice maybe as the first episode because of that. To ease you in. Because like, yeah, exactly. what if as a concept is just kind of weird. Exactly. The, the intro, the voiceover like from Owatu and everything. I think this eased you into the concept of the, yeah, of, of what what if is going to be. In a way that wasn't super hard to wrap your head around, and I think as I think as the episodes are going to go on, I think they're just going to get wilder. Mm-hmm. So you so because they'll like be like, well, here's one that's kind of grounded, and then they'll do like as we go on, it's going to get more and more like crazy and off the off the rails because you're already kind of on board. Understand? Because if they just did like the party Thor one, I don't even understand that one. Like I'm like, what are they? What is the, what is the what if scenario on that one? Yeah, that's still one I don't have a grasp on at all. I'm excited we'll for the, um, no, there's going to be one, I guess, is this a spoiler? I guess spoilers I again. I guess spoiler, but, like, these aren't really. They're real bad. It, well, but, like, these, these aren't really spoiling anything anyways. Other than the own, I guess the episodes themselves to an extent, but, like, these aren't going to have. Far-reaching consequences. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, then I'm excited for, like, the Vision and Ultron's body with the, like, yeah. Infinity Stone I mean, that's on one. the poster. I mean, we don't have any inside knowledge on this shit other than the trailers and posters ourselves. I don't think so. I, I feel like it's fair game. But Until yeah. I capture Captain Feige in a yeah. big net. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, on the poster there, there's the Ultron. Or I guess, Vision. I mean, I guess we don't know, but like it could, it, it's probably just that like Vision, or rather, sorry, Ultron succeeds in using Vision as his new body. Because that's what obviously Vision was designed for. Designed for. In the, and then he just gets all the Infinity Stones. Because he'd be probably really powerful and probably be able... Yeah, there's all kind of trippy ones. There's like that one where Spider-Man is wearing... Doctor Strange's cloak. Yeah, he's got the the cloak of levitation and stuff. They're 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 definitely going to get way more out there than this one. Which again, essentially, the plot of this episode was just the plot of Captain America: The First Avenger, mostly unchanged, at least broad strokes wise. Right? There's yeah. a couple big ones, but like it doesn't. The differences are kind of minute in that. I mean, like this is all we're going to get of this universe. I would say so. Like, oh, Bucky didn't wasn't captured to become the Winter Soldier, right? That is a right. difference for this, but also that's not really. There's no. There's not going to be any repercussions for that because I don't think we're going to see much of this universe. But I, I, yeah, I think it was it was good. I think I think that's an counts. important uh, an important thing to remember. I think going forward is that each of these what if scenarios are completely separate from the other. Mm-hmm. Like I think that may trip some people up who aren't familiar. Is that going forward, uh, everything is working under the assumption that everything that we know of that has happened stays the same up until the break. 
Like in in all the other episodes, they're not working under the assumption that Peggy Carter is the super soldier from yeah. World War II. Of course, not. like they're all just gonna reset in a sense. I'm a little bummed that my theory wasn't right. I remember when we first when we watched the trailer when it first came out. I say episode four or three or my memories. I don't. Well, it doesn't matter. You can go again, listeners, as you do every week before an episode. You watch. You listen to all the previous episodes <laughs> to refresh in case we do callbacks. So you'll know and you'll email me. And if you don't, you get minus five attack points or something. I don't know. But anyway, besides the stupid tangent I'm on, uh, is that I thought that Doctor Strange would be shown all these realities by Awatu to prepare him to handle it in Multiverse of Madness, which still, in a sense, could occur. I was going to say. I, but I, 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 thought, I thought that would start out that way. I thought that'd be like... It could end that way. Yeah. that's Again, first well, episode. That's a good time as any to bring up that it's been rumored this week or since, or maybe even before this episode actually fully came out, that Haley Atwell will be in um, Multiverse, of in Multiverse of Madness as Captain Carter. There are so many fucking people <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. I swear, this is definitely just going to be... I know we joked about it in episode five, the one with Future Kang, about how, like, because Loki's in it. Loki's in this movie. It's going to be, like, Avengers, like, 4.5. It, it's damn well going to be. There's well, so like, many people. I got to imagine, even if she is in it, she will probably have a smaller yeah, I, I imagine. role. And that's something that they've been talking about with, or, I don't know, when I say they. It's been theorized and discussed among certain communities. People in the community, like, that maybe the scope of, of Far From Home as well, sorry, not Far From Home, No Way Home as well, will be a similar thing where, like, we all got super excited about the possibility of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield being in this movie, and they they very well may be still, even though like there's kind of it's kind of come back and forth where people are a lot less sure. like, certain of that possibility well, at this point. To, at least, I mean, I've saw something today that Tom Holland was like, "That's not happening." Like, yeah, I've seen happen. a. That's like usually the kind of like the, the shaky sort of footing for stuff like this is when you have a rumor and like you bring it up to like people involved and they're like oh, i couldn't possibly say <laughs> which usually they do for whatever reason i've said before it surprises me that they don't just like the studios whoever well, doesn't just get them to lie well that's really what happened with jonathan majors like someone asked him if he's in loki and he goes i couldn't possibly tell you that i couldn't possibly know if i yeah, am which was. means of course you are because you're a king yeah which i think maybe they've gotten wise to that so maybe they do just let people lie now so they're just like hey tom holland you suck at keep you in particular <laughs> suck at keeping secrets. Just lie if they ask you and say yeah. no. But regardless, people are thinking maybe even if they aren't, maybe they will just be in for a couple minutes apiece as like cameos in like a dimension hopping kind of sequence. And I think the same thing will apply here. I think Loki and and Scarlet Witch probably have to be Well, Scarlet Witch for sure because well, yeah, she, yeah. she's directly. I think I think she's going to be like I think they're character. likely to be more pretty central to the actual plot, plot of the thing. But I think a lot of these other characters that have been floating around for Multiverse of Madness could very well just be, like, brief cameos. And that would serve just as well, probably. Yeah, I would agree. Like, Captain Carter doesn't need to be in this... It's only Fitch. He's not yeah. magic. Yeah. Like, the only person who was... They'll just really be like, mad. oh, we're in her dimension really quick. And I think that's probably why they showed, at the end of this episode, maybe, her being brought to the modern day. So, like, if they jump to the modern day of captain carter's universe she can be active as an avenger say in the same way that like captain america is right right but just more about the episode specifically i guess i i said i know i kept saying that it's not that different the big difference i suppose is the hydra stomper that's that's a really fun addition oh yeah i like that a lot it's just like this like world war ii era it's just an iron man suit obviously yeah, right? like, like a that's, iron monger or a hulk buster-esque yeah. powered by that's the tesseract super fun and he's steve rogers is in it which is cool so he's like 
so just to be around pretty neat they do a little little callbacks to like um like when they go on the train they replicate the train scene and yeah. captain carter saves bucky he's like oh he almost pulled off my arm there yeah there's a couple of things like that which are like shot for shot little things that are taken there's the um obviously like obviously the beginning when they're doing the giving him the serum that that's pretty direct but like the scene when they're breaking when captain carter breaks them out of the the prison camp situation there and they replicate that scene where they barge in and they're all shooting into the the distance yeah that that was, that was pretty cool i enjoyed that i think so i, I i'm gonna talk about the cast which i don't know if we ever discuss this but it has been revealed for like a lot a, a lot of the voice cast has been revealed for a lot of the episodes and by and large they've just gotten most most everyone i think the big notable absences are obviously in showed in this episode is Chris Evans is not going to be doing Captain America in any of his appearances, right? Right. Robert Downey Jr. He's not Iron Man. He's not Iron Man like we saw in the trailer. And I think maybe Benedict Cumberbatch is not Doctor Strange. Not Doctor Strange. But hmm. other than that, like most of the ones you can think of are, are reprising the roles. In particular, obviously, ones who are still active in the MCU. So like... Fashion Stan. Fashion Stan. Yeah. So he recorded new stuff for this. Not all of it was great. <laughs> well, I did have that thought. Like, not to drag anyone, because I'm sure they did their best, but the, um... I think a number of... I don't even think to be... Again, not to be a dick or anything, but I don't think Haley Atwell was stupendous as a voice actor. And, like, if anything, that just shows that, like, voice acting's a genuine skill. Yeah. Like, like it's you... not a thing you can just do because you're a good actor or a good personality, like a like sometimes they, for a lot of kids movies and shit they'll just get random like famous like singers and various celebrities to just do voices it doesn't always work because like it's a genuine skill you have to yeah. have even beyond just acting it's a different thing that's why it's different like so yeah I kind of agree again it's whatever it's all fine I mean it's not like it took me out but I did notice that as well but yeah Sebastian Stan definitely recorded new stuff obviously Hilly Atwell for sure oh so they didn't get Hugo Weaving obviously but they did right. get the guy from Infinity War yeah Ross Marquand, I want to say he's called. He, yeah, and he was the voice of Red Skull in Infinity War and Endgame, which I thought that was a good get. I was like, he wasn't like perfect in this, whereas in like in Endgame and Infinity War, I feel like you can't even tell. Yeah, I really thought it was Hugo Weaving. Yeah, a lot started. of people did. Like it's it's literally indistinguishable. Whereas this one, it kind of saw the cracks a little more. I, I even was at one point wondering, like maybe if if this was like a production thing, like due to the timeline, I wonder if this if maybe people weren't recording stuff like from home or like because you know like a covid situation yeah. maybe so i thought maybe that'll be maybe it'll come out or, or maybe it's even been said that that's a factor because that would kind of explain some of this because it it does sometimes feel like they just didn't let them try a second time on some yeah. of these lines like bucky just goes steve and it's like well you couldn't do a second take or <laughs> yeah. you just put a little bit more emphasis or like emotion into it and then we got jeffrey wright obviously is the watcher um, but oh, he's not returning. He's obviously this is his. He's like originally role in this one. Dominic Cooper. They got back for Howard Stark. I thought he was great, and he like I noticed that. I was like, oh, they actually got him, which is cool. I'm looking at the cast here. They have Stanley Tucci for Erskine. I think the only dialogue he says in this is directly just taken from the movie. The movie, yeah. I because it's just he's just like we're gonna start, and then he's like, uh, Miss Carter, don't you think you'd be better in the booth? Which are both just lines from uh, First Avenger. So I think. He's just using them again, but again, it's still quick. They used him. It also they also have Toby Jones as Arnim Zola here, and if that's true, which I think it, it seems like it, he would also have to be doing new lines. They had Bradley Whitford again as Colonel Flynn, um, which is cool. We talked about we were watching it. They <laughs> during the, like the attack on the experiment scene there, they killed Tommy Lee Jones's character. I think because he <laughs> there's no way they're gonna get him to come do it. Yeah, the, 
and then it's like I'm too busy doing Men in Black Five. Yeah, that's all the ones I got on here. Oh wait, there's guest star. Oh, Samuel Jackson appeared to be in it. Yeah, yeah, he was at the very end. And I was like, again, like I guess maybe this is a testament to how iffy some of this is because usually it takes you out when you're watching something and you expect a certain voice to be, and then it's not. There was a couple times in this where I thought I felt that way, where I was like, oh, they couldn't get whoever, but it just was. Like at first, I was like. Oh, I guess they couldn't get Samuel Jackson. But it just I is think him. it was him. No, it definitely and the same for Jeremy Renner at first. You're like, okay. I feel like they only get one they only get a couple lines and they yeah. don't say a lot of words. Like they just say like a sentence. And the yeah. sent and there's not enough of the sentence to get their like natural cadences of their voice, like how they speak as the characters or just as themselves. But one thing I will say about this show is that the animation's pretty good, but I like when they pull in on the mouth flaps the crack starts to show. I'm like, yeah. uh, these mouth flaps aren't quite sinking to what I'm I hearing. I think the action is excellent. Oh, it's very fluid and like interesting. I really like it. Yeah, I agree. Captain though. Britain, Captain Carter, I should say, kills so many people. <laughs> yeah, that that was something we. It, it, it. I think maybe because it was animation as well, they didn't feel like they needed to even pull as much punches. Maybe because yeah, I feel like you directly see her kill more people than even he does in the movie. Because like. Obviously, when we said this, like it's not it's not a big deal because they're literally <laughs> they're literally Nazis. just Nazis, like the worst kind of Nazis. And um, it is literally like a war scenario. It's not just you know killing henchmen. Or she's not killing for killing's sake. Yeah, so it's it's not a big deal. But yeah, I feel like it was in in some ways, ironically enough, like more graphic. Again, I feel like because it was a cartoon, they they didn't feel like they needed to pull punches. And, like, they did, sometimes they did the thing of, like, oh, you know, we'll cut away before we actually show them being shot. Like, they're not showing people brittled with bullets, but, like, there was that scene where Bucky turns down a hallway. With, um, Dum 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 Dugan or whatever the hell his name Oh, is. he also returned. I'm sorry, I didn't mention him. But, yeah, that also was a returning voice. He is, uh, Neil McDonough. Um, but, yeah, they just turned down a hallway and, like, see a couple Hydra guys and then, like, it cuts away like a second just as the, the instant before they open up and then they're like in the door and it's like oh so they just gunned those guys it, down and like, cold blood is watching die she she explodes so many people she punches that like helicopter or not helicopter sorry, but she punches she like destroys that plane's propellers and then like punches out the pilot so he just plummets to earth presumably <laughs> falls or maybe hits another plane on the she way down. Th- she throws that motorcycle at the other motorcycle, and then they explode. She like bash. She throws a grenade and just into a tank. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of grenades. It's it's. I don't know. Yeah, I think she punches that guy's fun. head into the dirt, into the ground, and cracks the pavement. Like so, he's dead. He's got to be dead. Yeah, I thought the action was great though. Like it's, yeah. all that stuff looks really good. You're right. I think it, they don't do like the fine talking stuff great, but I suppose if I had to pick one or the other. I pick an action. Definitely pick the action. Yeah, because especially a... for this, I can't imagine there's going to be a ton of in any of these episodes a ton of sit down talky bits. Yeah, I think just all be big action, like even more so than most Marvel stuff, right? Yeah, because um, we already know these characters. It's all supposed yeah, to be different, exactly. So what I was going to say now that it's kind of time the Doctor Strange thing I was thinking about is that what do you think of the possibility that a Watu will appear in multiverse? Yeah, we we talked about it when we were watching, right? I was like, I I think there's a good chance Jeffrey Wright will be in it. Yeah. Um, as a Watu. As a Watu. Probably, probably like, mm, sort of, you know. Not like a huge role. Probably just was, like a Doctor Strange. You gotta well, do no, this. Well, no, for sure. I was gonna, I was just trying to say like, like CGI maybe or somehow some prosthetic because, or they could, I mean, just I put I a bold cap on him. give a shit. Yeah, if you just had him there and is, at the very least do up the eyes or something, like don't just have him be it, up there. I, I think it'd be good if he, they were like, they put him in the outfit and they uh-huh. gave him a bold cap and they just like, you know. He's bald put, anyways, I think. Oh, really? Oh, that's times. perfect then. Or like. 
just like make CG, like put like dots around his eyes yeah, and just say. CGI his eyes to be like big pure and, white and the pure white or like contact. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I kind of agree when I think about it. If he was just in the costume, I don't give a shit. Or if they did a whole CGI head where he's like a big, he's got the bobblehead man, bobblehead man. That's fine too. But yeah, I think there's a good chance he'll be in it or maybe not. I mean, maybe they should, but again, we had that theory because of multiverse of madness and Loki doing multiverse. And in this episode, he uses the term multiverse. Yeah. To describe what's going on. I think it's probably not a coincidence because like, I'm, I think we talked about this, whatever, a couple weeks ago last week or a few weeks ago, I guess when we talked about the end of Loki is like, at first we, I at least thought, what if I was like, I think this is, I guess this is just going to totally be like off. And because in the comics, it really is like, that yeah, is there's the no point. consequence to it. But like, because of the couple things that have preceded this and are following this, it kind of feels like maybe, yeah, they are going to actually tie it into everything yeah. because I guess because the MCU has made such an effort towards that, right? Yeah. Everything in the MCU thus far is to connected. Um, to build to the multiverse. Yeah. This would be the only thing that wouldn't wasn't if if it turns out to not be. So I think maybe it is, and in, in like obviously in a roundabout way, and like not in that this is all canon to the main universe, but just because of the multiverse shenanigans that are going to happen, I think some of these characters are going to appear maybe. Yeah, and they're going to address the fact that, hey, all these stuff keeps happening. Mm-hmm. And they might, like, that change might give, like, a big speech, like, oh, all the universes are collapsing, or Wanda, what's going on here? And Wanda's going to be like, nah, I don't know. I'm using chaos magic. But yeah, Doctor Strange and Iwatu in particular, like, interact a lot in the comics. I've told you a couple times, like, in, I, I didn't mention this on the show at one point, maybe? I think during Civil War. I don't know, you might have, but just repeat it again if um, you haven't. During Civil War, like, the comic Civil War, Iwatu goes to Doctor Strange the, well, the I thought the I thought it's the other way. I thought Doctor Strange goes to the moon with the Watu because no. the Watu can't. I thought he can't leave the moon. I think he like projects. I think he astral projects. As well. oh, okay, I think sense. I think Doctor Strange is like meditating and sort of Watu draws him to the moon and is like, "Hey, Doctor Strange, I'm I'm sitting here watching the Civil War happen. Why aren't you helping in the Civil War? What are you doing?" And Doctor Strange is like, "I can't. I know too much. Like, if I if I were to try to engage in this, like." I, I, bad things would happen. I'm not supposed to. I don't think I know too much things. He's too powerful. Yeah, but it, and I think I've talked about this before. He's not. It's not that Doctor Strange is like that powerful, like just literal power wise. But it is stuff like that. Like it's the knowledge he has and like the the abilities. It's not that he could necessarily. He's too powerful and that he could like beat up all the Avengers at once in a fight. But it's the things he knows and like things he could affect. The, the things he understands. Yeah, being the Sorcerer Supreme. And so there's that, and then there's in. 1602, which is that it's it actually kind of ties into this because it's sort of like a whole extended what, what if scenario. sort of uh, comic a miniseries. In that one, Owatu reaches out to Doctor Strange because he's like, "Hey, this is wrong. You got to fix it. I'm not supposed to." T- I'm in a. He says that obviously for anyone uninitiated with Owatu. In obviously the end of this episode, what if here he's like, "This is what I do. I watch." He he, he says it, but just it's like so it's emphasized. Like that is his whole thing. He can't engage. He cannot interact. He he's cannot. Not he to. won't. Yeah. And he's he's also like one of many watchers, and that's what they do. It's like a council of watchers. Yeah. But like as his comics, he does interfere. Like yeah. Traditionally in the comics that you tie back to Fantastic Four, he's the one who warns them that Galactus is coming. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, hey, he's gonna come. Like you better mm-hmm. get ready. And the artists are like, oh, watch, you can't do that. Like we like the whole point is that you don't. You're, you're just supposed. They basically record history. They're basically historians. Like, yeah. they observe planets. Yeah, and they're like, supposed to be. But Watu in particular has become attached to Earth. And so, yeah, when they really need it, 
he steps in. And until until Nick Fury kills him in Fear Itself. He does. Spoilers Well, not Nick Fury's the Watcher. Right, and Bucky's he's the man on the, the wall. Moon. That's pretty cool. And so in 1602, just to tie back, he's, that's, I guess, spoilers for 1602. Uatu is like, hey, I know, because he's, they're sort of like omnipotent and omniscient. Like, that's kind of the thing, is that they could easily help and affect things if they wanted. They just shouldn't, and they're not supposed to. But he's like, hey, I know what's supposed to happen. This isn't right. All these superheroes, because, like, it's kind of revealed that, essentially, the Marvel superheroes are sort of an essential element of the universe. And so, when a certain... I won't spoil it too, too much. But when a certain event happens in 1602, it sort of jumpstarts the age of heroes too early. Like, 400 years too early. And so, like, Daredevil and Spider-Man and the Fantastic Four all start appearing in, like... Europe. Yeah, in Europe. They start, like, you know developing or i can't think of the word but they just all start coming to be because stuff got kickstarted a little too early mm-hmm. and because they're like the heroes are this essential like aspect of the the, the world they start coming and Uatu's like this isn't right like i know you you guys aren't supposed to come yet I, like i know what's supposed to happen and this isn't it so dr strange you gotta fix it here's what you gotta do and i'm not i'm not usually supposed to tell people but I, i'm gonna have to tell you yeah this is important i really i'll watch later but this is like Fabric of reality type shit here, man, man. So, I, yeah, I would not be surprised at all if he ends up being in Doctor Strange, because that's kind of his vibe. That's kind of his helping out. Doctor Strange Jam. in particular. If it was anyone else, which I guess, yeah, obviously, it is, because he hasn't appeared in anything else yet, but... Well, technically, he appeared... Well, technically, the Watcher's first appearance is in Guardians 2, yes. with Stan, Stan Lee cameo. He could be among them. He could have been one of those couple, but yeah. That's kind of it, though. You know, I, mean, I mean, I guess we've covered... Yeah, we've sort of covered a lot of the, like... Meta, uh, yeah, the sort of uh, generic stuff about this show stuff. Like I said, I, I really like the, I really like how the the voiceovers are and how he like introduced the the scenario. That's cool. I hope they that's how they do it every week, right? It's like here's the choice. Like this is the one choice right here. Um, that'd be a cool way to do it. But I don't think so because I feel like some of the titles might not be very clear. So if if they go okay, this is the, this is how it's supposed to happen, and this is what changes, and this is why this happens. Mm-hmm. So yeah, oh, I think that's going to be constant. He's cool. I like him. I think he's a good voice for the Watcher. I think so too. It's got the, um, it's got a nice like vibe to him. But yeah. Oh, I, something I wanted to talk about. I guess we'll, we'll I will be proven right or wrong as early as next week. <laughs> but I think maybe in addition to this Captain Carter one being one of the again kind of more straightforward ones that it would be easy to ease into, it's also got to be I thought chronologically one of the first, right? Yeah, I I definitely I definitely agree with that. So I had the thought that maybe they're kind of going to do them in order, sort of one to correspond with about every movie yeah. was my thought. So like this one, even though Captain America, the first Avenger is not the first MCU movie, it's sort of chronologically the first one. And so then if I guess my thought was if we get the Iron Man one next week, then I will be uh, I will I will be vindicated, which we know we're getting at least one Iron Man one. I think there's two. I think there's two as well. And I wonder how that's going to play out because... We know there's the one where Killmonger, Killmonger saves him. That's in yeah, the trailer. Is in the trailer. But we also know that there's one where he ends up on Sakaar for whatever reason. Oh, then there's... Actually, I've heard that there's a third one. Oh, which Iron one are you Man. talking about? I've heard that there's one where Black Widow kills him. In, like, Iron Man 2? Yeah. Kinda? See, but, like, wonder if those kind of work. So maybe one is Iron Man 1, one is Iron Man and 2. And 2 and one is Iron Man 3? I suppose that's... Or one is, like, a Civil War thing? Or, yeah, not even. Maybe That's interesting. Right. Okay, maybe then. Or obviously any of those could be together. Like I suppose the 
Maybe in the Killmonger one, somehow he also ends up on Sakaar. That one I'm also only basing off of a Lego set. I don't think I've seen any trailer or other material for it other than the Lego set where <laughs> yeah. he has... It's a Lego set of uh, of, a, of an Iron Man armor that's like this Sakarian. I think it's what it's called, like Sakarian. Do you know how many episodes this is? Last time I checked, the only thing I could find is that they said at least 10. <laughs> oh, so it's probably going to be 10. Or something to that effect. But I feel like if it's any more than 10, it starts to cut into like Miss Marvel. Because I don't think Miss oh, like overlap. Yeah, yeah, we're supposed to. We still are supposed to like get Miss Marvel and Hawkeye. Well, we know Hawkeye's coming out at the end of November, and I don't think. Okay, so maybe Hawkeye will just start this year, and then what I think is gonna happen. I think because what is it? What's ten weeks from now? That's what the middle of October. Yeah, about. So that that probably gives them enough time to do like a, a most of Miss Marvel. And uh, then... This says nine. So oh, so it probably would be probably big... nine. Then. Yeah, probably. The beginning of October, and then wow, they can... it's only nine. I feel like we probably could most all of those at this point. It's the Gamora one, Party Thor. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to. I'm just saying. We could. Well, I've named two, and we've got one. Um, so, we'll see how it shakes out. We'll probably name yeah. more as we get through them. There's the, these are the Gamora one, yeah. Obviously, this one. There's a, there's a car, man. There's a, there's a, there's a few Ultron, all that stuff. The zombies one. But speaking of uh, Miss Marvel, there has been uh, a rumor that they've changed her abilities from the oh, comics. Yeah. So, in originally in the comics, she has rubber powers, pretty much. She's just got Mr. Fantastic powers, pretty much. Yeah. Unless I'm incorrect. I mean, she uses them in different ways. Like I wouldn't say she has Mr. Fantastic powers. I would say she has... Now, for it, now I'm going to do a little bit of One Piece on you. Anyone's familiar with uh, One Piece, she's a bit of uh, Monkey Luffy powers. Because she doesn't... Like, Mr. Fantastic kind of just stretches like a Gumby. Kind of uh-huh. just his body stretches. But she makes her like limbs bigger and like makes them longer. Like, but her central body doesn't really change. I mean, from what all, I've seen, at least all I was saying is I think that's just a. Uh, I think that's just kind of like an artistic choice. Like they just wanted. I think I I do agree that her powers present in a different way. Right. But I don't know if physically speaking, there's a difference. Oh no, I, I don't. I don't think they're like if they're like. Well, this one uses prions and this one uses blah blah blah. I just yeah, I don't even yeah. not even that specific. But I'm saying I think her thing is mostly just that. I get what you mean. Like they definitely kind of represent them different ways in yeah. the comics and stuff. But I think her powers are mostly just that. Same as like Elastigirl or whoever. I get what you mean though. She likes. She seems to do more like enlargening maybe than just straight up stretching sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in the the uh, Avengers video game. From a couple years Isn't she the main character? Year. Yeah, she is for the main character. Too. She's like a she's like a superhero fanboy. To my which is chagrin, fun. I find her kind of annoying in that game. When somewhat just generally, that's she's not for me. Like it's fine. Like she's one of those characters who I'm glad she exists and all. She's just not really my kind of deal, which is fine. But in that game, she even can get like big. Like just she gets big. Just grows. She just grows. Sort of like a I guess like giant man kind of. Like she yeah. just makes herself entirely larger. Which I don't feel like that's something Doctor or Mr. Fantastic can do, so no, I don't maybe think she so. does have a different thing going on. But you you I do get what you mean. She does she likes doing that thing where like she makes her legs long and she's like and her fists real big. Or like yeah. Her fists real big. But then also she does, like one of her things in that game is she just like will like fling her arms out to like attack you at range and stuff. So I I don't know. But yeah, this the rumor, or is it like a set? Is it a, a it's leak a leaked picture? picture. It's like a, like a set picture. Or? It's a leaked picture. I think it's a drawing. I believe. Okay, where she's using like some kind of cosmic. It's like it's like pink. It's like she's holding up one arm, and there's a yeah, pink aura like around her pinky fist. purple like aura, like a like a Captain Marvel has. Yeah, like she's using some kind of cosmic energy power, which, to my knowledge, is nothing she really has at all in the comics. Which, 
I think, I mean, I'm not super, pa- like I said, she's not really my favorite character, so I'm not super passionate about it one way or the other. But I think I kind of prefer that. I'm of two minds of it, personally. Mm-hmm. I prefer it in the fact that she's going to be in the second Captain Marvel movie. So I'm yeah. like, that makes sense. That's kind of a that, if, that they introduce her, and then she gets her own powers, and then she's in the other movie. But it wouldn't make sense if... She's like teaming up with Captain Marvel, but Captain Marvel can breathe in space and like destroy big battleships, mm-hmm. and she can just, ooh, look at me, my hand is bigger, and I can yeah. punch a bad guy. Well, and Monica Rambeau, for that matter, right? Because yeah. that's what the the Marvels is rumored to be. Oh yeah, right. My, it was her. Um, all three of them, and like, yeah, if she did just have her traditional stretchy powers, she would be very significantly outclassed. But I I do also hope that their powers all kind of act differently. Because Monica, no, of course. Monica Mon- Rambo can see energy, which yeah, I think is interesting. Yeah, already do. Yeah. So I just wonder how they're going to differentiate her cosmic powers. But what the my other the flip side of that is that clearly, now we're going to say it, the Young Avengers, say with me, everyone. Yeah. I know you all sit at home uh, together as I did, is that if she can just use these Captain Marvel-esque powers... I feel like we're kind of getting too many people who are, like, real strong. That's like, a good point. Because... We've already assumed we're going to get Hulkling from Secret Invasion, and he's a super, like, a super duper, super super duper scroll or whatever the fuck, and he can shapeshift even more than they can, and we're getting America Chavez, Miss America, who can fly and has, like, super strength and can shoot energy and can, like, jump through dimensions. That's why she's in Doctor Strange. Yeah. Which is all well and good, but, like, I feel like we can't have a bunch of these, like, cosmic powerhouses and also just even Kate wiccan. bishop hawkeye yeah wiccan especially wiccan again who can do magic on the level of scarlet witch when he gets older yeah, wiccan is like kind of uh i guess an unknown quantity in the mcu as of right now just because of the way that i guess because the way that scarlet witch works in the mcu and all so i guess that's it's kind of a moot point but in the comics at least wiccan is just real good at magic in the same way not necessarily as much as the way scarlet witch is but more the way Doctor Strange is like he just knows magic very well. He has obviously innate stuff from Scarlet Witch and all, but it's not it's not quite the same. He's got a very similar power to that of Zatanna because, well, I guess in some way because both him and Zatanna say what their spells are just them saying what they want to happen. Mm-hmm. But Zatanna says hers backwards, like when she wants something to happen, she just says the word backwards and that thing occurs. But when Wiccan does it, he just says what he wants to happen, like very quickly. Yeah, real real quick. And like with it and with like channeling magic. Um, and then I think Quicksilver calls him out. He goes, it's kind of dumb to do that because then everybody knows what you're going to do. If you're just like, kill this guy, kill this guy, kill this guy, kill this guy. This guy's like, oh, well, you're just going to kill me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that, I mean, I mean, it depends who they fight. I mean, if they're just fighting the entire secret invasion, it makes sense if they just give them a bunch of powerhouses. Well, yeah. So I, I think it just then remains again, to be seen. It also depends how they adapt Wiccan. Because in the comic, I was getting said in the comics, Wiccan is one of the future Sorcerer Supremes, right? Or the future. He's the next one after Strange, Doctor Strange, essentially. Well, I guess it's kind of, I guess it's Loki, but also it's 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 whatever. There's a comic book where um Doctor Strange teams up with all the different past and future Sorcerer Supremes, and Wiccan is the next one after him. Um, but yeah, I, in that way, like you said, I guess it kind of is fine. Like when you think about it, if they're going to be taking on big threats anyways, they may as well, yeah. especially if it kind of is the thing we've been saying, which like sort of works is that they are the young Avengers, but they are, all, are also just sort of a replacement for, for the, the Avengers. Avengers. Yeah. And like, yeah, I mean, I guess if you can have a Captain Marvel on an Avengers, 
why can't you have a Miss Marvel on a Young Avengers? You exactly. Know? Like they're that's obviously sort of proportional then. So yeah, everyone gets their own. Everybody gets one. But yeah, I I, I kind of agree. I I thought that was interesting. I, again, I don't care one way or the other what they end up doing, or maybe they'll kind of do a combination of both. Maybe she'll have her stretchy sort of powers and some more cosmic stuff. I did always think it was kind of weird that Miss Marvel is called that, that she chooses that name and all. Like, because Miss Marvel was Captain Marvel's old name when she yeah. before she took the Captain moniker. Like, when she had long hair. As, and not, as far as I know, shorter. in the comics, she just kind of asks, and she's like, "Yeah, it's whatever. I don't, I don't care." Okay, I'm gonna go like wear it well, sort of thing. deal. Which is all cool and all, but it's I I I have always thought it was kind of weird that she's called that because her she is so like dissimilar. She's so she's much she's, more grounded. Yeah, she's not. Anyway, she's just doing. Like, she's just hanging out with Miles Morales Miles most Marvel. of the time. Yeah, it's like that thing they <laughs> they used to do in comics. It feels like where you just have two characters the same name with totally distinct powers, or like Marvel and DC would be copying each other <laughs> names. Oh yeah, like, like that's Shazam. why they can't have. Yeah, that's why they can't have Captain Marvel. That's why Captain Marvel exists is because Marvel did it to steal it from. DC, like, yeah, because they're like, well, we can't have DC have a character with our company name on it, so we're gonna make our own character, so they can't have Shazam. I mean, even Captain Marvel, even Shazam before he was Cat, before when he was still Captain Marvel, wasn't even owned by DC. DC took him because he was selling better than Superman for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it, I'd be interested to see how that plays out. And of course, again, Young Avengers and Secret Invasion—they're gonna happen. We're gonna get T-shirts made. It's gonna be great. I mean, should we? Do we have to keep saying Secret Invasion? Because we know that. I guess we'll, 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 let's make it clear to anyone listening. When we say Secret Invasion, we're not just saying that Secret Invasion will be a show. Because we know that has been confirmed as a show. I think what we're it, saying is that there's going to be like a bunch of secret... Secret Invasion will be bigger than yeah, we Lots anticipate. of different people. In it. That's our thing. That's, I think uh, that is a very good point decision. Because people point. are going to be like, these fucking dumbasses. People, if people emailed us, they'd be like, <laughs> look at this email I found. Like, oh. But yeah. Because I think it would be interesting. Because people have pointed out as well that like Captain Marvel in her movie... And in Endgame, to an extent, she's already, like, peak Captain Marvel. She, she's, like, Photon, which is, like, a, a different sort of alias for Captain Marvel. Because mm-hmm. she kind of goes in stages. Like, there's there's at points where she really... It's when she's, um... Maybe not Photon. Fuck. I hope I didn't fuck that up. I think it's when she's binary. One of her aliases is no binary. I you're talking about. And that's when she's, like, unlimited in power like it's insane Jeez. um and she's kind of they had to kind of bring her down because they're like oh god we made her too powerful so in the comics nowadays she's a little more tempered but people pointed out in the movie that she's just unbeatable like she just flies through spaceships and spaceships both times <laughs> like, and just fights thanos and stuff thanos does beat her with the stone obviously for like a s- instant but like she's close <laughs> yeah she can she can contend with him enough yeah. that he has to be like well i gotta hold the literal stone in my hand to, mm-hmm. i have to hold the stone of infinite power to yeah. make sure that she stays away but I mean, so, they also. I mean, when you put that up against her, if she really was just stretchy, it would feel like an odd inclusion because I'm and I'm sure they could make it work. And maybe again, it remains to be seen. So maybe they will. But but if you have Captain Marvel and and Monica Rambeau as maybe she is she Photon? Maybe I think she's Photon. Okay, so and you have like Photon up there and like the I don't. F- it's it's hard to imagine a scenario where there's something the two of them can't do that stretchy Miss Marvel would. They're do. like, oh, we can't reach down this grate without. We're, we have we can't move this grate. We need to, we need to reach this ring that fell. <laughs> For this woman, Miss <laughs> Marvel, can you yeah. do it? So, but yeah, it's good stuff. I think so. So now we're gonna go for good stuff to eh stuff with the Bad Batch. <sighs> you just thought it was eh. Back attack into it. I thought the finale was, uh, yeah, eh. I wasn't a huge fan. 
So all things considered. Let's do a speed round of all the things that I predicted correctly. And and we can do it incorrectly as well. So the the Kaminoan thing did sort of come to a head. Not as impressively as we assume I had hoped. The Kaminoans did not go out with much of a bang. Well, they did kind of a bang, but also kind of a whimper. <laughs> there was not like a concerted Kaminoan rebellion uprising scenario. The Empire just kind of nipped it in the bud before it could even happen. But I was right about the finale obviously was on Kamino. Like they came back to it and it was destroyed. Not because they were like super aggressive, but just because the Empire are dicks. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we might as well get rid of this. We yeah. can't really use it. So no one else can. So then Crosshair was probably the other big one. That sort of did not. It kind of went as I thought and also not. Yeah. Because they, he doesn't have his chip. But he's just mean. Yeah. I, in some ways, like I, I, I at, at first, immediately I found that quite disappointing. And I suppose I still do. But I also think it is sort of an interesting way to take the story, isn't it? It's like, you know, because the kind of the, the theme there, I suppose, or whatever you want to call it, is like not everyone's bad because of like. Forces you know, beyond their control. Yeah. Some people sometimes are just bad. People just are. Sometimes people know the wrong choice. They know right from wrong. They they and and they choose wrong to make the wrong choice because they want it's, to. Yeah, it's something I really like. And this is like everything in Star Wars. It's it's happened before. Like, <laughs> it's a recurring theme because everything right. rhymes. It's like poetry. It it rhymes. In um to to pull out some some deep cuts on you <laughs> in the from a certain point of view, a new hope. 40th anniversary. Yeah, the anthology thing. One of the chapters is Qui-Gon as a force ghost talking to Obi-Wan during the events of episode four. And Obi-Wan's all like nervous because he's like, I got this kid Luke. I got to train him. I'm, I'm nervous. I don't know how, gosh, master, this is going to be tough on me. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm ready to do this all and everything. And like Qui-Gon's over there knowing like, you're about to die. So you don't even got to worry about it. I don't, know you're about to die. Don't I, even stress. I see all of time. I know you're about to join me soon, my man. I exist outside of time and space now. But he's like, one of the things that comes up, he's like, oh, is it because of Anakin? Like, and, he, and Obi-Wan, by this point, because he's been able to ruminate on nothing else for 20 years, has this moment where he's like, no. Like, I don't even hardly feel that bad about Anakin. Like, yeah, maybe there's some things I could have done differently. But ultimately... I did a pretty good job, and like, if anything, the thing is, I was too easy on. Him. But I taught Anakin well, like to the best that I could have. I taught him right from wrong, and he knew right from wrong, and he chose wrong. Like, and he paid the price. It's yes, it was the dark side, but also he he had the chance, he had the like the resources and like the support network if he needed it, and the ability. And he chose wrong, and I can live with that. Like, I don't blame myself entirely. Like, he still carries some of it, but it's, like, it's kind of a growth moment for him. And it's a kind of a similar scenario here, which is, I think, just interesting to deal with. And I think, obviously, Crosshair very well can still be redeemed. I would be very surprised if in the next season he really does just end up with the Empire again. I would be dis- surprised and disappointed. I think it's more likely that he's going to be a bit of, like, a loner for a while here. Yeah. Because um, he said, like, I want to join, I'm, I want to be in the Empire or whatever, but I, I just don't see it. Like, it... And they, and they talked about like he said, um, what is it? Uh, the admiral, what's his name? I can tell you. Some fan you are. I know. Shit. God, the only reason I have you here is to Fuck. say dumb fucking names of characters from a thing that you like more than me. Anyway, goddamn nerd. Anyway, aside from me being kind of mean, <laughs> um, they say uh, the admiral says if he fucks up, just we're gonna get rid of the clone soon. So not even to worry about. Are you looking at the name right now? It's Admiral Rampart. Admiral Rampart. See, Vice Admiral Rampart. Yeah, so when he talks to one of the um, 
uh, not the regs, the new like proto stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, keep an eye on them, and if things go sideways with the clone, just we're just gonna scrap clones and we're gonna get rid of them because they're not useful. And it's just strange. Like, like why is he? Yeah, they're right. Like, maybe like yeah, he. I guess he took out his chip or whatever, and like so he's not just brainwashed by them like they're not literally controlling him but they obviously were correct about him being like a dick yeah the empire is like still treats him shittily and like yeah they they did blow up the station knowing he was on it they they didn't really like him and like his his elite clones didn't really respect him and and, like he's very clearly expendable to them they don't want to use clones anymore and he knows that yeah and also the empire really is just evil (laughs) they are the bad guys i don't know so, in some ways, I definitely was disappointed, but also, I, I do think that there's, like, you know, that means there's potential for him to grow in the future. And then, yeah, as far as the rest of those plot points getting wrapped up, I thought those were all good. I told you, when, as we were watching it, like, in the first episode in particular, he's making some good points about them. Is that yeah. they abandon him, and, like, he they're right. Like, early on, they get a, they get a pass, I think. In that they couldn't have known. About right? the chips and everything. Exactly. So, like, they just thought that Crosshair was betraying them, essentially, because they didn't realize what was going on there. But, but then they find out, and they don't make yeah, any attempt to save him. When they find out about the chips, and then they interact, and they, they come to, to blows with Crosshair a couple more times throughout the season after they've learned that, and they never make an effort to do that, that is pretty shitty. Yeah, and maybe that's what turns him more against them yeah is that they don't try like i like you said like the first couple times if you don't know like if they just think it's their friend's evil they're like well i guess our friend's evil our brother's evil like that's kind of shitty but like i think we can do we gotta just survive but if you knew that there was some something that was making him do this Mm -hmm. act not like himself the one you remember and you don't try, just you're yeah. no better than he is. Or the- that's why I said, like I said this early on about it, is like I thought this was a really interesting opportunity for this show to to kind of grapple with. Is like, yeah, we could save one of the clones. Like that's a thing they could like head on. Is like, hey, we know what was happening, and like we can we can get him. Like we can make it our mission to save him and then, bring him yeah, back. They really didn't, which is a little disappointing. They fumbled the bag, yeah, as the kids did. say. But again, that's kind of like that. It's not like I'm not saying the writers fucked up or anything, because clearly what they the story they told here is very intentional. I I'm disappointed that's not it didn't turn out the way I wanted. But I do think again that is more interesting because in a, in the same sense, the rest of the Bad Batch is that already, right? Right. They are the the clone. They are clones who got their chips out, and so is Rex and Gregor and and all the rest of Wolf. It Wolf. So like. It's not like we've never seen that story, and if, if anything, maybe it would have just been rep- repetitive to just be like, they took the chip out, and then he wokes up, and he's like, whoa, I couldn't believe it. That's what crazy. Was I, what did was I, I doing? Did I, did I commit war crimes in, it, like, the third episode? Yeah. yeah, well, that's a that's a really good point. See, that's something to, to ponder then, because he says, obviously, in the episode, he's like, when did you, a hunter is like, when did you take it out? And he's like, does it matter? And Hunter's like, yeah. that's Stuff like that is why it matters, is like, how long have you been, you know, of have, your own accord, of your own free will, trying to kill us and committing war crimes <laughs> and assassinating people and shooting senators in the head? Like, because, yeah, if he did it almost immediately and then like the whole season, say, when he's literally killing, like literally killing civilians, like just to do sniping it, sniping senators and shit. If that was all you after your ship, that, that's my stuff. That's no like, good. Yeah. Sometimes if you take the Nazi ban that makes you a Nazi. Sometimes you're just still a Nazi, my man. I guess on occasion. But I thought, like, I don't know, I, I thought it was, like, interesting that he, like, 
up until up until like the final episode. Like he just doesn't. I really thought he was gonna get swayed, and they were gonna kind of redeem him next season, and they very well might. Mm-hmm. But I think it does really throw a wrench into your um uh, Delta Division, Delta Determination plans. What are they called? Delta Squad. That can't be right. Just Delta Squad. It's I, pretty straightforward. That can't be right. That's gonna be something else. I almost I was freaking out, at, which you obviously saw is when at the very end for the sort of not just the, just the last scene when they're on that whatever planet that is, and they land with Nalase, and you see all those commandos. I was like, oh my gosh, are they doing it? Because at first you just see the two commandos walk out, and I'm like, oh my god, are they doing? Is this Delta Squad? It's not quite. It's just a bunch of commandos. I thought it was still cool though. No, it's cool. I, I really do like those guys. They they have a really cool look to them. So I mean, maybe it'll just be a bunch of commandos that they're fighting, rather than any one in particular. I still I still gotta maintain that they put the actual model for Scorchin for a reason. And I did some research since the model that they used for this is definitively different than the one that was used in season four of the Clone Wars. Oh, how so? Or th- three or four. Um, just a couple things to his backpack and stuff. Enough that you that it would have that have to like read. I mean, I, I don't know. I I I'm, I I don't know enough about this sort of stuff to speak authoritatively on it. But right, but you could I, anyway. Yeah, I, I will regardless. <laughs> I think that even just getting it up to be being able to put in this show, I think the stuff has changed enough since they made that model that like they would have had to update it on some level regardless. Right. Which, again, still gives me hope that if they made the conscious decision to put him in there, that it's going to mean something. Or maybe it's just, again, just a treat for the fans. I don't know. But I still think that'd be cool. Again, especially because I, I, I hope that Crosshair doesn't actually just go back to the Empire. That would suck ass. Yeah. Because I think, you see, because of where he is, what I think will happen is that in this next season, he may have his own little arc of him, like, trying to redeem himself. Like, him getting back mm-hmm. to the Empire... And, like, thinking on all the things that they said to him and, like, what happened. And the Empire just treating him like shit. And him being like, yeah. well, maybe I made the wrong choice. And then, like, trying to go back and be redeemed and all that. Yeah. I mean, I really think that, they, like, to, it, it's been made clear to us, at least, as the viewer, that the Empire genuinely does not want him anymore. Like, they were... I feel like if he rolled up, they would just be like, no, we really actually wanted you to. Like, no. Like, Good on you for surviving, home. I guess, but get the hell out of here, man. Um, but, like, the th- if they do, though, that, that scenario you just described, actually, if you can believe it or not, kind of rhymes with something else. You know? Oh, does it? In Rebels, the Agent Callus, um, he's like Oh, a Agent prim- Callus. He's like a... <laughs> you say that, but anyone who's watched the show would get it, all right? Yeah, it's I don't care. It's a pretty popular I show. Watch. I'm Listen. just kind of being an asshole. He's, um... He's sort of the primary, or maybe, I suppose he's the secondary antagonist for like the first two seasons. And in season two, he has an episode where him and one of the rebel ghost crew crash on this planet and they have to like survive together and they work together and they have like a bit of a heart to heart. And then for like the next half season, he's just kind of stewing on it. And then by the start of season three, he's like a spy now. Oh. Um, so it's a similar kind of thing. It's a bit of a slow burn. It doesn't happen overnight, but like he eventually is like, fuck, what am I doing here? <laughs> like... And I've said this before, I don't think on the show, but I may have said it to you, is like, the thing about Imperial characters in Star Wars is that, is that we have to, they always, they have to do that art. They have to be good. Because then like, you're just watching Nazis well, be yeah, Nazis. Exactly. Because, because there is, like, and this is going to sound weird to say, but 
there is even less nuance to the Empire than there is to literal, like, Nazis. Yeah. So, like, there is scenarios where, like, you can be like, ah, oh, well, they didn't have a choice, or they really were just fallen orders, or whatever, not to justify anything. But because it's Star Wars, and they, because it's it's a fictional world in which we can definitively just draw straight lines, up lines in the of, of good and evil, because it's that kind of, like, narrative, level, you can literally just say, no, the there is no nuance to being to actually being like a supportive supporting the Sith, you are just evil, and so any character who is even pretends to be half decent as an imperial, even they have to, they all inevitably have an arc. Like I've talked before, it really bothers me when, like for example, like it happened in Battlefront Two, right? Which, and I will say that it, I do find it lame, like the the way that particular scenario was handled. But Battlefront Two was marketed as the campaign, like you get to play as an Imperial, like you're gonna play an Imperial. There's like, and all the trailers, she's like yelling, she's like giving speeches. Like one of the like sort of like quotes that stuck around from that is that she says like, "Hope cannot save them." <laughs> like Jesus, she's getting real, she's hardcore yeah. zealot for this kind of stuff. But it in the real game, two missions in, you defect to the rebels, <laughs> which is fine. It's like it's it's not great. I mean, that, but that's not the campaign's only flaw. Right. Um, and that bothered people. And then, like, when Rebel, when, um, not Rebel, sorry, when Star Wars Squadrons came out, that has, like, an Imperial half and a Republic half to the campaign. And in one of the missions, you literally have, like, the optional objective to shoot down civilian craft that are trying to flee. And it's, like, obviously it's done for, like, impact in the story, right? Like, you can choose to do it, but then you're supposed to feel bad, of course, right? Yeah, you're supposed to be like, we shouldn't have done that. I guess I want to do this for my my fake, you know, video game feel-good points. Because I want that that dopamine hit of of doing the task. But, geez, I just killed fake, you know, I just killed digital civilians. I killed people who didn't need to be killed. And I remember at the time seeing people on, like... I think on maybe the Star Wars Squadrons subreddit or something being like, it's so cool, we finally got the Imperial campaign we wanted. We really dealt justice to those rebels. And I'm like, I feel like you guys are taking this a bit far. Like, I'm all for like the haha, the the Empire did nothing wrong meme subreddit. But I feel like some people on there just think the Empire really did nothing wrong. It's yeah. like, no, guys, like, again, this there's is Star no Wars. nuance to this, actually. They're like, just Nazis. It's, again, I don't know how else to say it, but they've been, like, because it's fictional, there actually doesn't have to be any nuance. Yeah, they don't. They are just evil, like, unjustifiably. The fact that it's kind of for kids, and, like, it's really simple, it's very clear. And George Lucas is very clear that it's good and evil. That, like, that's the point. Yeah. Is that it's, like, not that there's, like, nothing below the surface about it it's like good and evil in the sense that it can be like you know whatever your own internal good and evil and and like we all have our own little fights against evil it's not necessarily this like mass yeah it's not this massive it doesn't have to only be this galaxy spanning fight against good and evil but it is ultimately just good triumphing over evil like that's the point again without necessarily the need for like nuance and abstraction and so yeah there's no reason to support the empire in universe even any character who's an imperial who's like not that i'm not saying that you can't enjoy like watching a character of course like don't don't get me wrong like 
I know a lot of people like Darth Vader, and sometimes I feel the same way about that. I'm not gonna lie, I do. Like some, I feel like some people really take it a bit like, okay, you, I mean, I get it, but like he's your he's your favorite character. Like it's that's sort of the Rogue One scene, right? You see, Rogue yeah, Rogue, he, and people love that. Like, we, we've certainly talked about that before. Yeah, it's people, interesting to watch, but it's like uh, it's it's cool to watch because it's very intense and like it's intense because you want the good guys to win, though. It's not yeah. intense. But you're like, oh my god, I hope they get there. I hope they get the disc. And I feel like some people are watching that, literally being like, I hope Darth Vader. Gets them all, and it's like that's a, that's a, I, I we may have actually mentioned this in like the second episode when we talk about the Bad Batch when we talk about the first episodes, but we'll talk about it again because it bears repeating. Like a lot, even people I know who like Star Wars want like an R-rated Darth Vader movie. I've heard this repeated and so many. Times. I'm like, but Darth Vader, it's isn't like isn't really a like his, like because he can't develop. The no, only he way can't. he can exactly. develop is that he can just get more evil. Exactly. Like all, like the only way to have it is to do like. The, the end of Revenge of the Sith, when he's like, no, my wife, I, yeah. I'm evil. You're, and you then, nailed it. And then the Emperor is like, all right, man, go kill some Jedi. And then he goes and kills and some he Jedi. Does. And he's like, I guess I'm just evil, and I'm going to bleed my kyber crystal. And that'd be cool to see. It'd be interesting, but yeah, like... But then he's just evil. And those comics are good. But again, at, at, at some point it becomes like, we don't need an adaptation of comics. Like, the only thing I've ever seen that has like a... Sh- Shamans is like an, one of the older Dark Horse comics. Has I I've read a thing once where like he teams up with this smuggler who's like kind of you know just a comic relief sort of like plucky guy, plucky sort of guy, and he's like he sort of points out to Darth Vader that he's just a pawn of the Emperor's, and sort of by the by the end of the sort of comic like Darth Vader actually kind of realizes that he's right, and then like so you can kind of I suppose you could do something along that line, which is sort of what happens in most of the the new Darth Vader, Darth Vader comics as well is just he kind of comes to resent the Emperor more. But the thing about that is he stays. That's well, he stays. Of course, again, it's it's sort of like the we know how it ends up thing. But what I was gonna say is that like in reality, that's actually just furthering his his Sithness. Yeah, his that's hatred. not actually a good development for him. That's just f- further down the same path. Like and and the it's not like the Emperor is like oh no like. That's what he wants. That's exactly what he wants. The, like, yeah. there's a reason that Darth Vader, his his like modifications aren't top specs. Like, purposely like shitty and bad yeah. to make his life a living hell. So he he'll never he'll get it'll motivate him to get stronger, but he'll never be quite strong enough to defeat the Emperor because his legs are conduct electricity, yeah. and the Emperor loves doing that shit. So like, he's built Darth Vader yeah. to never be able to defeat him. It's a very intentional thing, obviously, that in the end, when he defeats the Emperor, it's because he does it out of love for his son, for his son. not out of hate for the Emperor. Yeah. Again, it's like... Uh, Guys, I'm watch the to, movies. Yeah, I try not to be this guy about it whenever I can, but I really feel like sometimes it's like there's two sort of like halves to Star Wars, and it, it sounds, this is going to sound like shitty and sort of like pretentious, but it's like, I feel like there is a sig- not insignificant portion of Star Wars uh, fans who really do just like watching it for the lightsaber fights and the space battles and shit and really never give like a spare thought to any of the sort of themes going on, which I suppose is fine. Yeah. Live your life, man. If you want to just watch the laser fights, that's fine. Click around and find out. Kind of. <laughs> Sometimes they're very vocal about it. And I'm like, are you, did you guys watch the movies or like, do you guys just want like an extended effects real like is yeah. that what you would do you want you want a uh, super cut of every time someone draws a lightsaber and duels another man or a person or a woman like, or whatever again 
if you want to do that, that's fine, I guess. I shouldn't judge, but sometimes I just feel like it's like they don't think at all about any kind of thing. Again, the thing about Star Wars is that the themes are not actually that deep either. Don't get me. Don't. They're don't, for kids, don't, my don't man. Don't take me wrong. Yeah, don't, don't let me try to convince you I'm a some kind of like savant f- film theorist over here, Mister Madpat. They are just pretty straightforward. Again, like good is better than evil. Love. So, like, don't yeah. hate. When Anger people, is not the way. Yeah. It, they're. Like Dave Filoni says in his classic quote, "There, it's for kids, man." For kids, and there's man. nothing wrong with it being for no, kids, of course, because not. you can still enjoy it if it's for kids. Again, but you, yeah, but like the big thing is like we keep saying, you have to understand that it's always going to be made for them. Like yeah, that's the that's first the people they think the of. Thing about the thing is, is that it can be for kids and adults. It can't be for adults and kids. Yeah, that's why you can't do an R-rated Star Wars anything, really, because you could. That's crazy. Because then kids are going to see it, and then young kids are going to, like, parents be like, well, it's Star Wars. Like, I know it's, Star Wars is like, it, I mean, they'll be like, well, they're going to rationalize it, and then things are going to go wrong. Like, I remember people, I saw people being like, man, I'm like, now that we know Hayden Christensen's going to be in the Obi-Wan show, I'm excited to see some some more of Order 66. And it's like, are you? The slaughter? You're not supposed to enjoy that. That's like, supposed to be a sad I find, scene. I genuinely find that scene to be pretty... It's distressing. distressing. They kill my yeah. man's Plo Koon. They get Plo Koon. He doesn't. They don't let him do forced judgment. They get security. He doesn't even. As all us true fans know, he should have done forced judgment on all the clones and got out scot free. And going, mm, I'm gonna judge you with lightning. But yeah, it's it, that, that's distressing. It's just no good. I don't know. Star Wars fans. It's all came back to. Oh yeah. They no one hates no one hates Star Wars more, more than, than a Star Wars fan. It was all just coming back to like I hope Crosshair doesn't actually just end up as an Imperial again because then I don't know what the path is for. And again, in a, in it's a lot of ways, this was the most interesting way they could have taken care his character. But also, it's it's one of the hardest to reconcile with him being a good guy again at any point. Is the idea that he it wasn't his ship; he just willingly wanted to be an imperial. It's like a reverse. It's like a reverse redemption arc. I was talking about with every imperial character ever. Yeah, he just goes. He's like, no, I just wanted to do this the whole time. Yeah, instead of being an Iden Versio or a uh, Agent Callus, hell, even a Captain Rex. Yeah, yeah, Rex. He's he's done a reverse. He's doubled down on the Empire. He just loves it so much. He goes, God, I just love... Oh, boy, here I go killing again. Like, he does the war crimes, and then he's like, now I'm going to do it for real. <laughs> like, th- these other guys do a war crime, and that's when they're like, oh, no. I was on the I was on the wrong side the whole time. He's like, no, no, I know. I'm going to do it because I'm on the wrong side, because I like it. And, then, and even Tech points it out. He's like, hmm, he's shitty. I hate yeah. you, Crosshair. <laughs> In his just matter-of-fact way. Well, if you recall, Wrecker, he's always been sort of a prick. <laughs> he's always been kind of cunning and snake-like. So really, it was the natural trajectory for him to be a Nazi, a space Nazi, unlike us who are chill and cool. What do you, what do you, uh, you have any big predictions for n- next year? Well, next season of, of course, I think, what's another D word? The Delta Dinosaurs oh. are gonna, you know. I Yeah, that's probably my big one as well. Gonna go around. I don't have a ton. What I really hope for this next season is just that it's more interesting. I'm <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I like Star Wars well enough, but I'm I'm not like I didn't watch Rebels and I didn't watch all the Clone Wars, so I'm not like these like day to day episodes when they're like on Ryloth. Like I get mm-hmm. nothing out of them. Mm-hmm. If I'm to be honest, obviously not like we say again. You keep coming back to that one. That's like one of the ones people really like. I, I that's had, one of the popular ones. I get ones. nothing out of it. I would say, like that was one of the better received. That little two parter, I 
I and I, I'm on that side. I think it was real good. Well, again, I think I, it's, liked, I think it's just because I didn't watch. I Rebels. liked Hauser a lot. See, but like Hauser is one of the highlights of that for a lot of people, and he's not a recurring. He's I, not a recurring I do like Hauser, but like I don't know. I, I just... liked his whole thing. I could so that I guess we should say that then. Maybe maybe that's gonna get my li- because although a lot of my sort of predictions around the Kaminoans and stuff did come to fruition, that one didn't really again like you could kind of look at it as like oh well they nipped it the empire nipped it in the bud before they even had a chance but i think maybe the way this shook out there's still potential for maybe another uh like a clone uprising yeah i think because of that episode like it's really making me lean that way they set it up i think that's gonna get payoff at some point the fact that hauser and others are like hey the empire sucks like that could be their whole thing right Mm -hmm. that could be like the bad batch's new sort of mission here i think because you know there's obviously like rex and again omega all the time is trying to be like hey do something like good let's do good things for once be good people productive about it too like let's like you have we have the abilities and like the knowledge and the know-how to to probably affect like genuine change the galaxy's a a fucked place right now let's get some shit done let's get let's get going and so like they give me some fucking armor foment a rebellion i think you could be like hey i think we did it Fuck the Empire, am I right, guys? But they won't work though. Like I said, it's rubbing up no, too it close. Can't work. It's doing the rubbing up thing that it I'm not that I work, don't like. Work. It could work in the sense that a bunch of clones get to live free. That's true. That's I guess good that'd enough. be good. I think that's kind of what you gotta remember. Like you're right. Like that is a thing that that kind of is this recurring sort of theme about this period of the Star Wars timeline is that the good guys cannot beat the Empire until they do, right? Yeah, until Luke comes around. Until at the very earliest, until scarif right you know people really take that open the opening crawl of star wars literally is that like the the rebel alliance striking from their hidden base have won their first their first victory against the evil galactic empire like people take that literally as in like scarif is the first time and in a way it's the it you know there's kind of there is some room for interpretation there of like right. what is the rebels you know what what like what's a what's a decisive is like a decisive victory? What yeah. kind of, what do they mean by victory? There's a lot of things you can um like break he's, down. He's like a you know a smaller band of dudes who isn't like the proper rebel alliance. Do they count? Like yeah, does Rex count with yeah? Hauser does Rex and count as the rebels? Do the Bad Batch count in the yeah, second season? Exactly. So I think there is room there. And again, it's it's about like small victories and stuff. Like in Rebels, they have a significant victory in that they are able to free and keep Lothal free which is, like, Ezra's home planet. Yeah. That's, like, the culmination of that series, is that they're, like, this planet in particular, we can help. And they do. And it stays free the whole time. It isn't a massive blow in that, like, the galaxy at large is not affected, right? The Empire at large is not affected. But it's a personal victory for those characters. And you can do similar stuff to that, I think. No, I agree. I think I think that's probably how they're going to do it. Because if nobody wins, what's even the fucking point of these shows, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I just thought of something while you were talking. I'm not that I wasn't listening. <laughs> uh, I was listening, of course. But I think that Boba Fett will play a role. I know we mentioned that mm-hmm. back when we were talking about Ked Bane, when we were talking about the in our Bad Batch of Boba episode, episode two. But again, as you know, you listen to that episode already in preparation for this one each week. That he may show up because they reference him. Ked Bane references him that he's out there, mm-hmm. and Omega is obviously he's the alpha to um, to literally Omega's because that's her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I believe he may play a role in some way, if not directly with the Bad Batch, if he will be See, sent I out. We, I think we said that when when we were talking about that episode, right? Yeah. Is that like, hey, maybe it, Boba Fett's gonna pull up? 
We thought he was going to do the Cad Bane arc, but yeah, or I think I yeah, but I think at the very least we're like, well, or if they get a season two, which obviously again we know they do now, he could roll up in season two and do some of this stuff. Yeah, I think I think I think with hopefully some more freedom in season two, I do think maybe they could actually do now that they've they've established the characters and the setting and everything, and we've got a lot lot of groundwork laid out. Maybe they could actually do two episodes next season that are just Boba Fett that have almost no like bad badge. And it does that as, like a, as like cool. a flashback sequence yeah. even. Of like for whatever reason they decide they need to get Boba Fett or meet up with Boba Fett or whatever. Boba Fett's then, trying to find them. Yeah, or whatever. And then I think it'd be cool if they did like a like a cup between. For example, like Boba Fett would be like it'd be like current time Boba Fett. And he'd be doing something, mm-hmm. and every time he'd like meet like uh, an event that would trigger memory, and it would like flash back to, to him that, training that sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. it would like slowly build that. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. I, th- um, I think there's potential there. What I hope happens for the second season is that they just the episodes are just like more plot driven. Like that's what gets yeah. me the most. I'm not like I get characters important, but I'm much more of a plot I kind guy. Of agree. I will be disappointed. If the next, not even necessarily that, like, it's just, the the problem with this show is is probably just that they do the same character stuff over and over, over, and over again. And I really would be disappointed. If, and I think maybe the way that, like, in this finale, I mean, there's still going to be, like, points of difference, right? Hunter and, and the rest of them can't be perfect because then, like, in the, in all the same way, like, Omega is, right? They have to, they do have to be different in that, like, Omega you know, is going to be the, the type of character who is going to be the one who's, like, sitting next to you and being like, hey, I'm, I'm Keep the nice, you straight friendly and character. Can I... Maybe I can convince you. <laughs> like, that's going to be her her gig, obviously. But at the same time, in this episode, like, Hunter, he, 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 he has some, like, genuine, like, thoughts, and, like, he gets his stuff across, I would say. Yeah. Like, he's like, hey, man, no, you are still our brother, and, like, this and that, and he... he I think he does well. Like, I don't... I I hope that is an endemic of in going forward they are gonna have these lessons learned well and like yeah Hunter has gotten better and I think maybe like be you know an exact defiance of what Crosshair said of like hey come on man you don't really want to do this like you're shop trying to be something you're not you're not a you're not this what are you this kid's dad or whatever like this this isn't you I think I think it is him now like he's actually he's grown and changed and yeah they've all grown and changed and they they can do that. Yeah, they grown. can be something better than just soldiers in a in a mindless machine. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, they, they even kind of reference that a little bit when um he's leading them to uh, when Hunter is leading him to the um training room. Oh no, excuse me, Hunter is being led to the training room by Crosshair. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm having all the regs. What's going on? And Crosshair's like, What the fuck do you care? We never yeah, cared about ge- them. Yeah, there's some genuine like back and forth there. That I, he's like, I agree. he's like, we have never ca- like we looked down on them because we were this, we were the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why you think who like, are I'm, you to like change yeah. their bond like that? Like, I'm being true to who I am. Like when Crosshair was like, you left me, and yeah, like, what do you care about reg the regs now? And like, what do you care about this kid? Like, yeah, what the and, hell happened to you, man? And like the thing is, is that maybe Crosshair really hasn't gone straight so far like now that his chips out maybe he is just sort of stationary to what they were and the rest of them have grown yeah, so yeah i hope i more... kind of agree not that again not that i hated like the a lot of the um i, I really did think most of the even the quote-unquote you know filler episodes were good enough for me for the most part 
I do hope that if they continue to do ones like that, that at the very least, yeah, they don't do the same the story same over, story, over. The same, yeah, the same character beats over and over. Like, planet is in trouble. At the very least, maybe Omega some of the other guys help. get play. Because it's really just a lot of hunter. It's mostly hunter. Like, Tech is just kind of an asshole. Yeah, I was going to say, like, maybe Tech can have some kind of an episode where we, we deal with Tech and, and Echo can deal with the fact that he's a weird barely alive. Cyborg. He's like, man, I wish I kind of was dead. Kind of. Be real callous about it. Be like, man, what if I was just dead? <laughs> like, and I, I hope we get. I mean, I don't want it to just be cameos, but like, I think more appropriate cameos, like more clones. Like to me, Gregor was a cameo that works a lot better for the context of the show than say, Kid Bane. Cat, I guess Kid Bane was fine. I thought Kevin was gonna be. I guess I not a huge fan of it. Cause I, I thought he would be in more it. of it. I can't think of a one that was too egregious. No, actually, no. It's it's Hera in Chopper. That was an egregious one that almost like didn't need to exist. Like Cham is one thing for the scenario, but Hera and Chopper were kind of just there that episode because they should be there, I guess. Yeah, but like they, physically, it makes sense. Like yeah. I feel like if they didn't show up, people would be like, "Where's his daughter?" No, Here I'm sure, and I'm sure I would be one of those people. So like, <laughs> you can't win. But yeah, I think maybe some more like, oh, like we could get Wolf. Like we already got the the Gregor episode. I think I told you. I don't know if I said it on here or. We just talked about it outside, but like that was kind of almost like a, a disappointing reveal at the same time. Because at first you're like, "Oh, it's cool that Gregor's in this," but then the the question that we people that have been wondering about about Gregor is like how he survived and like how he got his chip out and how he knew to do that and how he why he's kind of weird now. Yeah, why is he all crazy with? And the episode that we got of him in the Bad Batch here does not answer any of that. It was just like. I got hit by a bomb. I'm yeah, crazy. Like, it, 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 it just kind of like puts us at the exact same spot he was in at the beginning of Rebels, just 20 years earlier. Like, we skipped all the interesting stuff with him. This just shows us how he left the Empire, which I guess we had all just kind of assumed that he just up and left the he Empire. He was like, peace, my man. Because that seemed to be what, that's kind of like the other sort of tragic side to the clones is that the empire does just get rid of them all and they can't even be bothered like that's happening in this show already they're like yeah they're being located off world to just be probably abandoned like that was sort of like a like really salt in the wounds is that they're like we used you as like you know sentient murder robots we'd like to defied your free will to make you kill your friends and now we don't we tossed you aside and we'd throw like hey your guys are kind of expensive and we don't really go through this trouble, so we'll just use like we'll just throw like regular guys at you, and we'll be probably fine. See, I would like it if there was more clones and more like named clones and and significant clones getting some like getting some uh, play here, play yeah, some like redemption and, and stuff in that sense and and uh, rehabilitation and I don't know a lot of the other like sort of like Cad Bane was really cool. I can't lie, I loved seeing him in this, but then like I don't know, like Fennec Shand was kind of just whatever. I'm trying to think. There's, I feel like I'm missing some because there was like a ton of cameos. I I don't remember. All I remember is Cad Bane. Again, Ch- I guess Chan. Hera and, and Chopper was the one I was kind of like, you guys did almost nothing for this. Caleb Dune, he was fine actually in the first episode. So I, I don't think more cameos would probably be cool when I think about it. So As long as they have something, some reasoning is all. Right. So how would you rate this show? Like on a scale 1 to 10, how would you, you, you feel? 1 to 10. I don't, we don't usually do this. No, I just thought. But it's... See, it's going to be very hard for me to be any kind of objective with it. That's fair. Because it's Star Wars. Like, it's just, I couldn't tell you the last thing that was Star Wars that I genuinely disliked. Right. 
instead of one to ten, let's do it this way because uh, there's a, a gaming YouTuber uh, that I like to watch, and he is he does scales one through seven, which I think is better because one seven because one through three is bad. I didn't like it. Four is middle of the road, and then there's like you know it's like three are three three points of I didn't like it, one point of dead middle, and then uh-huh. three more points of that of a varying scales of I liked it. Yeah, okay. So I would say I would rank this about a four out of seven, maybe a five really? out of seven. I Dang, like you're on the. I'm on the all the way on the like the not like it. Side I, of it. I'm not on the not like it. I didn't not enjoy it. I did not enjoy all of it. But like I said last week, I think you could just cut half the episodes, and I wouldn't even notice or care. But that's just my like the, you know yeah. that's just I mean I can't can't super disagree with you and, and that's again not that i disliked any of the filler episodes and even the ones that are kind of fillery they had a lot of stuff for me as a big nerd was like this is cool I'm like this is interesting stuff but yeah there's definitely some where it's just like they had a no appreciable effect on the story as oh, well that's another cameo was the martez sisters from uh season seven of the clone wars that's one i could do without anytime soon <laughs> oh weren't the um the pike Weren't they? Yeah, that's kind of a cameo. Yeah, they're cool. Pipe is cool. See, stuff like that. There is sort of little threads that are set up that could easily be followed up season two. Yeah. Like, I know I just said that, but the Martez sister and they're, they're working with Rex and Ahsoka. Yeah, the Pike Syndicate and their thing. Obviously, I would assume Sid would come back. So, yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely stuff to play with. I guess off that scale, probably a, a six, I guess. The first score? Now, I know this is no way to, like, judge a thing. <laughs> But I will say, being the first season of a Star Wars animated show, that has so far established track record of this first season is usually among the weaker, because once they've established the world and the characters and all, then they can get into more interesting stuff. Right. If, again, if Clone Wars or Rebels is any indication, um, which I think it might be, it's the same people. Like, it's, it's by and large a lot of the same team that has kind of been re- revolving, that is sort of, like, worked on all this stuff since like 2008 mm. so and if anything i would say this is among the stronger it's probably the strongest of those three. i would say between this season season one of rebels and season one of clone wars all of which i really do like treasure in their own ways mm. i think this is probably the strongest of them straight up like this this does stand on its own the best and has like the be- better uh, you know overall the best better episodes and stuff so like if that's an indication, again, I know that's no way to judge a thing, but then this could, if it gets another season or two or whatever they end up getting, I think it could potentially like be really good if a lot of this stuff gets paid off and, and carried, carried on and stuff. Right. So, now what's the next Star Wars thing? Is it Visions? Is it on the 22nd? Yeah, it's Visions. Okay, I think that'll be cool. We didn't even yeah. talk about that. I'm sure we can talk about it in a different episode. No. We've been going well, for a while. we have no... Obviously, there's no Bad Batch, so like maybe we'll get around to uh, maybe we'll watch that Star Wars, uh, Clone Wars just for the heck of it. Again, that's not going to have like any actual relevance to that, but it should be something to talk about. Uh, and then we'll probably add more things. because what we got two weeks till Shang Chi, Shang Chi, Shang Chi. Yeah, so we we probably do it next week. Actually, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah um, probably because like I'll we only we only have like an episode of what to talk about. Yeah. So. And because then the week after will be Shang Chi. Yeah, and then we're gonna be flush with. Uh, There'll be so much to talk about. We might between Marvel and Star Wars. The episodes might get longer. Star Wars is start gonna start to uh, pick up again. I mean, not that it didn't pick up. I get that's. I can't believe I just we got said the that. James <laughs> Clydesdale show. Ooh, <laughs> it's kind of absurd to say because I, there was 
several years where we went without any Star Wars shows. There's There's been little droughts of it, so the fact that we're already on our second Star Wars show of this year, about to have our third and then more, I suppose, I, I don't know what I'm saying, but we're about to have even more Star Even more Wars, things I to talk say. about. Because, yeah, and for, even just more, for Star Wars. Even more references for me to completely go right over my head. We're going to have Visions, and then we're going to have Boba Fett, and oh, next right. year, Book of Boba Fett. we will have The Mandalorian, and Obi-Wan, and Andor, and I think Disciple. Is Ahsoka? Maybe Ahsoka and Lando. Oh, Jesus. Now, how close is the Book of Boba Fett to The Mandalorian Season 3? Do you know? Has that been said at all? I don't. I know they only recently, like past month or two, started production on Mandalorian Season 3. Um, the sort of impression that I got was that it was going to, they were kind of going to make them back to back. Hmm. Um, so, like. I kind of want, to be honest, I Mandalorian is one I'm really interested in, so I don't really want to wait super long for that one. Yeah. Because I'm really um, interested in Mandalorian stuff. I just like, you know, Pedro Pascal's um, Gingerin, or whatever his name is. It's Din. Why do you always call him Jin? Well, at this point, I do it to piss you off. But before, I legitimately <laughs> just miss-said it every time. Uh, As most things I do, I just do it to bother you, my man. So There's no gaslight in the street. I, I, <laughs> I think it'll be, like, early next year. Ooh, that's that's good enough for me, man. I think I, like like, I think that there's a good chance that Mandalorian Season 3 will be the first thing after Book of Boba Fett. Oh, hey, I like and the sound of that maybe a not lot. Like book, maybe not literally like the next week kind of thing, but, but like, that was the Within the next I month. Because there might be a Marvel gap if there's no Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. I, here's, oh, I'm not attacking this. I saw something. We can actually make a Star Wars. But I, just no, I think just, we're probably set for Star Wars. Yeah, the quick little thing is that, uh, as you know, uh, Oscar Isaac is Moon Knight. He'll mm-hmm. be playing Moon Knight. And the villain of that is played by Ethan Hawke. Oh, okay. Now, I just saw... I, Saw this, uh, so I don't know what how um, recent this interview was taken, but apparently I think it was Ethan Hawke who said this that he lives like three houses down from Oscar Isaac. Like he, does, he lives oh, really? pretty close to him, and Oscar just asked him if he wanted to be in Moon Knight. He was like, "Hey, I'm doing Moon Knight. Do you want to do Moon Knight with me? I could probably talk to some people and we could figure that out." And he was like, "I don't care. Yeah, sure. Let's do Moon Knight." I looking up right now. Yeah, if you're gonna talk. Don't don't so close, far away from the mic. Do you know? Has it been said who he's supposed to be? I don't know who he's supposed to be. I think he, uh, he's the villain. <laughs> it says Ethan Hawke is basing his Moon Knight character on David Koresh. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. Moon Knight. I'm not too familiar with Moon Knight's villains. Besides, like, Mystery Catholicism. Villain? Catholicism? Well, because he worships a, a... Moon Knight? Because he worships the moon god. So he, so any other religions would probably be against him because they worship different gods. Right? Yeah. Oh, you're saying Catholicism is his villain. I'm yeah. sorry, I missed that. I didn't know what you're... you just did. I, like, I was like, he's like the opposite of Catholicism. Are you thinking of he's paganism? Of Daredevil? No, did I don't like see... Daredevil, remember? Yeah, this doesn't say... Yeah, I know. I... Yeah, I got nothing. It just says he's basing it off of David Crush. I was going to say, like, that's kind of an interesting choice, David. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. I'm sure it'll be fine. Like, usually, like, Moon Knight's one and only significant, like... I mean, because he's one of those... He's like a what, like a D-tier character? Yeah. He's not the type who has a super deep bench. His arch nemesis is Bushman, usually. Mm. Or Bush... Oh, shit. Is he Bushmaster or Bushman? Bush... Yeah, it's Bushmaster. Um, good Bushman. Oh, no, it is Bushman. Maybe it's both. Maybe that's like his... He's Bushman the Bushmaster? Maybe, uh... No, I guess it's just Bushman, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, in any case... I think Bushmaster is a... Is a... Sorry, Bushmaster is a... Is the villain from... 
Luke Cage season two. I mean, that's what I got going on. Yeah, um, but that guy would, is traditionally black. So, like, I was like, oh, is that? But it does not seem like that's going to be him. So, yeah, I don't know. This could just be a Marshall character because I wouldn't know. I I consider myself to be, like, a pretty significant Moon Knight fan, actually. I would not. not a, I mean, it's not a super tough thing to do because there's not all that much Moon Knight to even consume. Read and consume. So, like, there's, like, you know, eight of us. <laughs> um, and I, I I don't know who Ethan Hawke would be describing here, but it sounds like he's not Bushman, um, which is probably for the best because you don't need to be whitewashing a character for Ethan no, Hawke. For a fucking Moon Knight show. I thought, before you said this, I thought the thing you were going to say was that there was leaked pictures of him. Oh, were there? I didn't yeah, know have that. have you seen this? Okay. No, I have not. Uh, so this is the, this is the only one. It's just this picture. Let me see. We can take a look there. You can zoom in if you'd like. I think it looks a little iffy. I'm not gonna lie. I agree. Um, it's a lo- there's a lot of folds. There's too much texture. Yes, right? I, it's traditionally pretty smooth. smooth. So smooth, like moonlight. <laughs> like even. Yeah. So now I will say, like, I think this could very easily be, say, a um, like an early suit. Yeah. That he has, and then he, um, like, sleeks like out. Like an evolution, yeah. Um, I think it could easily be that. It also, this could be, like, early, like, you know, an unfinished, finished kind of, God knows the state of this, so, you know, it could look better in post. That happens a lot. These pictures get leaked of different character, uh, superheroes in their costumes, and then, like, in the movie with all the effects and everything, it looks infinitely better. So, I don't know. I think that looks a little weird on my color. The other thought I had is that it could be one of his sort of different looks, um, I don't know if you're familiar with like Moon Knight's whole. Yeah, I, I'm... one of his whole thing is that he's got like multiple personalities. Yeah, he's got and... disassociative personality disorder. Yeah, what's like and, Shalon? Uh, yeah, so he's got he's 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 kind of like I guess Moon Knight is Batman. Like Moon Knight is just Marvel's Batman, but like like actually crazy. Like, yeah, but actually crazy. But in the sense that he's got all the get like he's he's like the same kind of power set and the same kind of like gig for the most part. The same kind of. Uh, you know, modus operandi, and like he's got the moon copter, and he's got the moon rings, and he's got the different costumes that he puts on. He's got one distinct difference though is that he wears all white so he can be seen at yeah. all times, and Batman wears all black to be like to seem bigger than he is. But that's it's it's also the same thing though, because Batman's like I do it to scare them, and Moon Knight's like I do it to scare, because <laughs> it's like I'm you see me coming and I'm not even afraid. Yeah, it's... Um, but yeah, so he's got multiple costumes, right? He'll have like an armored suit. And he'll have like a, he'll be wearing an all white business suit sometimes. Oh yeah, with the mask on, with yeah. the half moon. He's probably got a, a karate chop action suit. A crescent moon, I guess I should say. He's probably got a scuba suit, a magnet suit. I don't know. Whatever. Space suit. Space. Yeah, there's probably a space moon knight. Bunny suit for Easter. But the one that kind of reminds me of is that he's got in one particular comic. He's like comes up against some ghosts. Some ghostly spirit type foes. Individuals. And he goes to fight them and he can't because they're ghosts and he like just punches through them and they beat him up. Can't punch a ghost. And so I tried. then he goes and he gets, he like goes into his, his artifact room and gets all his artifacts and he like lands himself with like an ancient like sort of like bird helmet thing, like mask. And he's got like a bunch of talismans and a bunch of ancient magical Egyptian cloaks and bullshit. And he just like loads himself up. So he can just beat them all up. <laughs> he can just like he does just ultimately fist fight them. <laughs> but because he's got all his magic garb he on, can, he can just do it. He no, can hit them. One thing I do, um, the only comic I've ever read that has Moon Knight in it is character. I believe is a, I want to say a Hulk comic, perhaps. Uh-huh. Someone attacks Las Vegas, 
And at this point in time, Doctor Strange is no is not the Sorcerer Supreme. It is Doctor Voodoo. Um, Brother Voodoo? Bro, no, well, he's Doctor Voodoo now because he's oh, Sorcerer he's Supreme. Oh, okay. And so he's do, he does a cool ritual where he just stabs Night, uh, Moon Knight in the chest to take his blood. He's like, all right, I got these cards. And he goes, hey, Moon Knight, come here. And he just stabs him in the chest. He goes, oh, my God. He goes, bop. And then he does, like, a big spell and he fixes everything with his, like, the Eye of Agamotto to, to mm-hmm. boost his powers. And Moon's like, dude, why the hell did you just stab me? He's like, I need your blood, my guy. <laughs> like, it's all right. And I said that was funny. Yeah. There's, there's a great comic panel where him and the Punisher go at it. Yeah. Where he's like, how's your fake god? He goes, good. How's your dead family? <laughs> Yeah, there's, they, they have a, they have an interesting relationship. There's like a comic from like the 80s, I want to say, called Punisher Moon Knight Blood Brothers, where they're like hanging out, and then like more recently, they've kind of they kind of come and go, like uh, how friendly they are. In one of the more recent runs, they like run into each other in Mexico because Moon Knight's there to beat up cartels, and Punisher's there to beat up cartels. Well, he's there to kill cartels. <laughs> oh yeah, and then like there's like one from around like the Civil War kind of time period. Where um, Moon Knight's trying to be better, sort of thing, and he's like, "Frank, you're literally just killing so many people. Like, you're just killing them all. Like, because he's trying to not kill people anymore, kind of thing." Yeah, he's trying to they got perform himself. Vibe going on. Uh, like I said, I like Moon Knight. I've read a fair bit of. Moon I know there's a lot of those. I'm there's glad. like older like panels people take and they like edit the text. Yeah, it's like he's hunting for Dracula. He's like, "Come here, Dracula, you big fucking nerd." <laughs> yeah, I don't know why people do that with Moon people, Knight. Some people think they're some people think they're real. Yeah, I'm they've like, convinced it because it's the only thing they've ever seen of Moon Knight. They're like, oh, where he wants his money." Yeah, he's like, he's like, "Where's Dracula?" They're like, don't call here. It's the Avengers Tower. <laughs> Dracula's not here. He's not on the Avengers. Oh, I'll find. And then, or sometimes he like he got there's one where he gets like knocked down and he gets up and he just goes, "Let's get this bread." <laughs> like, of course he didn't say. This comes from like 1985. No way they said, "Let's get this bread." And, the eighty in eighty five, my man. It's like the one. Where, it's like the ones where they'll they'll edit it and they'll be like, "This Batman comic's so old that you know Boner Boner meant a different." Yeah, that I've seen that one. I think that was isn't that real though? I some of them are real and some of them aren't. Like this, this is the, the this is what the, I mean. The Boner one I think is real. There's like one where it's like this comes from a time when stiff dick men are talking to, say, like, and then our, our man's like, maybe you see a stiff dick or whatever. This is from a this is from a time period where. We're calling someone a a bitch a, boy. A, <laughs> meant they yeah. were just a good pal of yours, and they'll just call each other a bitch boy. Yeah, it's like what? I'd be like jokers just running around calling people boners or something, and it's just like that's not real. Well, sp- speaking of leaked photos, because we were talking about Moon Knight leaked photos, there's been a leaked photo from Thor: Love, uh, Love and Thunder of Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher. Oh yeah, where he's just covered in like white paint. Neat. It's real strange, and it's and I saw oh you know Christian Bale such a, a high Bro, method actor, and that he actually lost a bunch of weight and like did a lot of training, and he also killed actual deities oh, to prepare for the role. That's great. Which, so, do you know which ones? Uh, probably the Catholic God. <laughs> Just God. That'd be cool. That'd be great. Uh, no, but I actually am. I think we. I got to read that comic so I know anything about yeah, I think Gore. Probably, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much of all this we've been rambling a little for the last section here, but how much is this saying? But I think probably. Yeah, we'll probably talk about all this stuff as we get closer. But with that, I think we're going to end the episode for this week. As always, uh, this was the Ack Attack, Z. You can find us uh, at Twitter at Ack Attack Jazz, Ack Attack J-A-Z. And then our Gmail is our Twitter, Twitter handle at gmail.com. So Ack Attack Jazz at gmail.com. Our logo, as always, was done by friend of the show, Jeffrey Gonzalez. You can follow his art account on Instagram at inkocean.jpg. And his Redbubble to purchase his art 
on i mean i think red bull does like every product you can think of they do mugs and shirts and whatever what have you uh yeah so with an email on the twitter tweet at us what you like about the show what you want to talk about how you want to talk about it if you hate the show tell us and we'll block you maybe <laughs> uh email us tell your friends please tell your friends because right now i'm the only person listening to it <laughs> maybe colin also follow us on uh, follow subscribe to us on youtube our all every episode of the show uh, goes up on youtube if you're already on youtube hey thanks for thanks for stopping by subscribe tell your friends but yeah it's gonna do it for me and as always uh we wrote it we produced it and we built all the sets goodbye for now see ya